Hello, and welcome to Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. I'm Zach Dunsing. And I'm Andrew Gim. Get into it. Let's get into it. So, how's uh, how's it been going? It's pretty good, man. Getting close to the end of the school year. Uh, high School Musical opens next week. We're all in this with together. Efron? With Zach uh, Efron. Yeah. yeah, we cool. Yeah, we got Efron. Uh, got Efron at a uh, little school in Chula Vista, and Zach Efron. We are <laughs> not putting him on the posters though, because we don't want like too big of audiences. You know, it's, he's it. he's reprising the role in his role in High School Musical, but as Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it takes a real twist sure uh pretty pretty yeah. dark it gets pretty dark <laughs> yeah well um uh you'll be very excited to see it the kids uh do not like this new adaptation <laughs> but yeah happy easter man oh yeah uh, happy easter yeah what um what have you been up to do you have any easter traditions anything like that um, the old, the closest thing to a tradition is like maybe sometimes I do, uh, sometimes we, we do stuff with family, but, um, DP always throws, uh, Easter party, he and Hannah. Oh, that makes sense. And uh, I'm going over there later and I got a raspberry Kringle I'm taking over there. Ooh, like an Kringle. O, an O and H Kringle. food of Wisconsin. Oh, that's the only kind that matters. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. they sell them at Trader Joe's. Like, weirdly enough, I know. they sell them at Trader Joe's for like $8, and it's crazy. Yeah. Every once in a while, I just go get one because everyone's like, I'm not really into Danish. And I'm like, yeah, because you haven't had an O and H Kringle. If you, if you don't know what Kringle is, it is a giant pastry that is the exact size and shape of a toilet seat. That's true. And you eat that entire toilet seat. And it's unbelievable. And they the this particular one is made by a bakery called ONH Bakery in Racine, Racine, Wisconsin, that Andrew and I had the pleasure of be doing a gig in for like a couple of weeks where we basically ate exclusively Kringle and whatever their like cheap light beer was. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of the beer. It was just Kringle. I didn't have beer, a name. It was just coffee. said beer. It just said beer on it. <laughs> Yeah, this is Wisconsin. Yeah, we don't give things names so they make it to at least two. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, man. That's so that's a, it. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good tradition. That's the My only tradition is it's a one time a year I eat Kringle. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I have to say about I mean, Kringle. I'm done talking a, about I think Kringle. That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty beautiful tradition. Definitely. My family, I think we did like the Easter egg hunt a few times, and then. Yeah, I just I was always kind of confused. Sometimes we would go to church. Sometimes we would go get eggs. Easter's a confusing holiday, which is why I think it's fun that we're doing this Easter. Special. It's a weird, it's a weird holiday. I don't get it at all. I don't know what it's about. I don't know who it's for. What is it? Okay, Easter. <laughs> yeah, well, what's Easter? <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about it. Can I? Uh, can I share some fan fiction musings about Easter? Yeah, I would say this is the main place for that. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't come for that, well... You're in the wrong I, I joint. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. That's a weird thing to, to go to a podcast for. Yeah. Um, so the first one that I read was 
Uh, it was Lion King fan fiction, uh, which was pretty cute. That's cool. It was, uh, I don't remember exactly what the the categorization would be, but it's like if everything just went perfectly and there was no conflict kind of a fan fiction. Oh, like like an, like an, AU, like an alternate universe, or... but where yeah. nothing bad happened? Yeah, I think that would be an everyone lives fan fiction. So the whole thing is, is Simba and Nala are cubs and uh, Mufasa tells Simba about this great holiday that they've never celebrated before, uh-huh. but it's a surprise and it's Easter and yeah. that's the surprise. And they have a big feast where they eat a bunch of animals <laughs> and they're really excited about that. And at the end, uh, Nala gives Simba a little like lion smooch uh-huh. and... He blushes, and they all live happily ever after together. It was and that's was very sweet. That's how Easter came to Africa. Yep, that's uh, that's that's what it is. It's well, you're just lions uh-huh. eating a lot, and then uh, then making out. See that would that would get confusing, wouldn't it? If you were a lion, like which animals you could eat and which ones you could make out with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess if you're just making out with other lions, I guess it would only lions, sure. But that's cool. But you gotta know that, like Timon and Pumbaa, they were definitely, you know, if things up. if well, and if things got rough, they were definitely the first to get eaten for sure. Oh yeah, I know. Seriously, they were uh, they were playing with fire that whole time mm-hmm. they were hanging out with. Sydney. No, 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 lions. They were playing with lions. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they. Um, <laughs> that's what they're called. That's Got what it. they're called. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, so I just want you to think about those themes a little bit because smooching. This all ties. To, yeah, smooching, springtime feasting, lions. There was nothing Easter Bunny related at all. Just a big feast. Got it. Uh, then the second fan fiction I read was a uh, X Files fan fiction called. Easter egg hunt. Uh, it was very Ooh. cute. Showed a lot of. Uh, it, wait, wait. Lot of it wasn't like Easter egg hunt for what's out there or Easter egg hunt for the unknown. No. Or Easter- unfortunately, like the egg is out there. Easter egg something. hunt the truth. Yeah. Nope. So what happens nope, in there it? Was, uh, well, I, about what you'd expect. Uh, uh-huh. Well, there were there were a few cute references like that. Uh, that Mulder arrange the Easter egg hunt as a sexy scavenger hunt because uh-huh. he was raised Jewish and didn't know what Easter egg hunts were. Also, as... he's a sex addict. Right. As oh, we all know. Big time. Uh, in this one, especially. Oh, yeah. So, it uh, it takes Scully on a rhyming, sexy Easter egg hunt through, uh, like, some of the cases they'd done in the past, including... Uh, you might know these better than I do, but uh, blood-sucking cow vampires. Yeah, Does that ring a bell. Uh huh. Yeah, they had uh, the they a, had like uh like holes in their faces. I mean, they had like round mouths. I think. Ooh, and they were cow suckers. Yeah, that's scary. Or do you wait? Um, you think they then, were just making out with the cows? Um, not in this one though. Oh. That would have been real spicy. Sure. The uh. The other one was a reference to Flukeman, and they said he was a slimy mutant thing. Does that ring any bells to you? I mean, there's so many slimy mutants in that show. That's true. They even make a joke about that. 
in there. Uh, yeah, but it was it was very cute, um, and it ended up with a very uh, intense sex scene between Mulder and Scully, which everybody saw coming. For a um, describe like define intense. Oh, actually, you know, I take that back. Okay. By fan fiction standard, very, very standard. Gotcha. Uh, just, you know, they're both very, very into it. It doesn't last very long. but uh, Gotcha. And it ends with, oh, my God, I love you, Scully, all one word. Yeah. I want to get that. I want to get that tattooed on my thigh. <laughs> yeah, all one word. All like one word. All caps. <laughs> three exclamation points. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. Except that uh, it, I would use her my nickname for her, which is Scoliosis. That's very cute. Uh, what's Mulder's um, <laughs> nickname? It is uh, Mulder on my mind. <laughs> Sure, sure, it's Mulder on my a, mind. <laughs> it's a reference to that uh, YNW Melly song, Murder on My Mind, where oh. he actually confessed to killing his actual friends, which he was really guilty of and is now in prison <laughs> in a song that was like on the Billboard Top 40, I believe. Whoa. Yeah, true story. Yeah, I have no what idea what you're you talking about. Teenagers. Yeah. These are things that I would have never known about if I didn't work with high school students. So thanks for keeping me hip, gang. Yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, teaching me what on fleek means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so have 2016? I ever, have we ever talked about hard? Like how about like hard? Yeah, like about how all the kids say hard instead of cool. I'm about to make myself um, that, sound like the oldest man alive, but I'm doing it. Well, that might be like a Tennessee thing. Is it? So here's the deal, well, right? When I yeah, go ahead. So when I when I first started teaching, I would be like, I would like roll up into a classroom and bring all these robotic stuff or whatever. I'd be like, hey, like show them how to do it, and all the kids would be like, oh, that's hard, and I'd be like, no, it's like quite easy actually, and they'd be like, oh, that's hard, and like <laughs> over and over, and I was like, wait, <laughs> I am a moron. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I understand, man. I, I constantly, the references are, they're so multi-layered at this point, and they're so steeped in meme culture. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, all mimetic, I, and it's all self-referential, and it's embedded. It's, I hate it. Yeah. So it's like you watch the video, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. And it's just this little cartoon thing, like, running in a circle. Sure. And it's like, no, you don't understand. That's a reference to a meme that was a reference to a meme that was a reference to a meme. And then they put it into Minecraft. And I'm like, <laughs> I do like, I don't. I can't. I don't. Let's stop this. You know, it's funny. It's like, it's like this whole fan fiction thing. What I'm picture. What I'm seeing revealed about humanity is that all we do is we just take things in and we remix it and uh-huh. remix it and remix uh-huh. it. And that's just that's just all we do. It's yeah. like you can call it f- fan fiction or just the human brain. But that's all. We just we're like little pattern making machines we taken an idea if well, i've if i've learned anything from fan fiction and from working with use and i'll this is an unpopular opinion that i'm about to take but uh i'm gonna say it anyways um climate change not 
not happening fast enough. It's like it's ready. <laughs> like I think we're I think it's time for us to be done with this. We yeah. we either yeah, we have not been good shepherds <laughs> of our planet or our culture. It's time. It's time to end. Yeah, that's uh that's fair. I feel like we either need to like level up or make room for the dolphins to level up and uh then become spacefaring yeah. like, sky gods. Like, yeah. I feel that would be Exactly. Maybe be a better universe. Um yeah. so the last thing that I looked up that was Easter related, just because I was like trying to find things, oh, I saw a a lot of Bible fanfic, which is just like I th- just like, like Jesus deeply erotic, with, like chiseled, yeah, just Jesus with chiseled abs having sex with other biblical characters. Whoa, so, yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, that's so. I just got. Like, I was like, ooh, my early blasphemy like detector yeah. is like. Ding, 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 ding. Well, it's weird how at this point yeah. that's like there's that's I, I guess like maybe there was a a time when we were doing the show where that would have been like interesting or shocking to me, but. Yeah, at this it point, just, it's, it's, like, well, it's yeah, like, well, it, duh, that's step one. Like, that's step one. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you do a crossover from that fan fiction to something else, to something else, to something else, and then it's only one page long of just, like, cryptic lines, Yeah. Uh, then, then, then you've reached peak fanfic right there. Um, but the, the thing that I was looking at was just uh, that... Easter itself is fan fiction of itself. Okay, uh, please let, explain. And let me, yeah, let me tell you what I mean. So there were three different religious traditions that all got remixed into each other uh, to make Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, there was the story of Jesus. Well, no, last of all, there was the story of Jesus. Okay. So that's what we in the West uh would consider like the the Jesus story. Uh-huh. Uh, he dies three days later. Uh-huh. He is resurrected and saves humanity's soul, collective soul, with mm-hmm. his sacrifice. Um, but thanks, by the way. The yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, 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 JC. Um, the the original story is the story of Ishtar uh-huh. uh, or Astarte, the Earth goddess, who was killed. And um, two other gods came down with water and plant and uh-huh. revived her after three days. But as a part of the revival, she could only uh, shine her light for six months out of the year. So around Easter, named after Ishtar, uh, then we have six months of light and growth and then six months of, you know, no light and death well, I knew- uh, every year. I knew I knew that it 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 Easter lined up with the like fertility festivals of old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in the, some that's capacity, the but that's one. the extent of what I know about it. Yeah, because it's the uh, it's near the spring equinox, right. pagan festival of springtime, uh, which is the third one. Oh, but another thing that's crazy is that uh, Ishtar. Astarte myth then also gets mixed into the Persephone myth of going down uh, to Hades and then mm-hmm. being able to come out for springtime every, and then six months Persephone's on the earth and then six months she's in the underworld. So and then when all... she comes out, she gets to visit in its spring. Yeah, which exactly. again, thanks by the way. 
Yeah, seriously. Thanks, Persephone. That's very chill of you. Pretty chill. Um, and then the then the last one is that is exactly what you were talking about the uh, the Easter festival for Oyster or Ostara. Yes, which is the the goddess of spring. Because uh, that and where where we get all of the where we get all of the imagery around Easter is from her. So the rabbit is her symbol, and she saved right. a wounded bird once by turning it into a rabbit, and that rabbit still lays eggs, and that's the Easter bunny. What? Also, I mean, basically across every culture, the rabbit is a symbol of fertility because of its that makes sense. massive fecundity. You know fecundity. what rabbits be doing, right? Yeah. The kids know. Gardeners. The teens know. <laughs> they know what the rabbits be up to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the kind of like the unifying factor is you got a lot of the same imagery getting like retooled and spun back into these myths, but it's always about renewal. All yeah. of this is right, you know, the end of the dead period and now the rising period of new life, yeah, from the dead, all that. And and because that's the the oyster, that's the that's the like the. What little I know about that is from the, that character in American Gods, not the show, but yeah. the, the book. I haven't seen I've the show, read. the book, yeah, that eats the dude with her vagina. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Which, again, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank for you that. for your service. <laughs> that guy seemed like a jerk. Totally. Um, cool. You got so that uh, I guess that that sort of summarizes Easter for us. Yeah, so that's sort of a fan fiction sampling of Easter, yeah. and it had all the all the greatest hits. Your favorite characters having sex, people uh-huh. being all cute and fluffy and happy with each other, and you know pagan rituals of renewal as well. So, oh, I would, uh, I would, I would call him Mold as Ice. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute because he's stone cold <laughs> hunk. Yeah, he's a yeah. You know he's a freak in the bed. Oh, hundred percent. That's yeah, like no, that's like, like in the news. Like everybody knows legitimately <laughs> that David Duchovny is a weirdo. Yeah, it's like it's not like cool. He's got like toys and harnesses or whatever. Uh, it's like weird stuff. He's like, no, this is uh these are fluffy gloves that I have to yeah. wear. He's got like They're games, games and challenges yeah. that he plays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely an escape room vibe to uh yes to hundred <laughs> percent David Duchovny. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so I want to talk about something I've been thinking about for a while, and it's we're gonna it's we're gonna take a pretty hard pivot here, but. Um, Great. That's what Easter's all about. Uh, hard pivot. <laughs> uh, I just, it's something that I think about and I've been perplexed by, and it's it's fanboys. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you, what do you, what do you think I mean when I say fanboys? When I hear fanboys, it's just people that bond together over their shared deep obsessive love over a fan culture so yes fanboys and i think ob- like obsessive is part of the key and mm-hmm. i so the thing the, the the question is like so we're i think i think you and i are fanboys to our to certain fandoms but there is a difference yeah, between that and yeah. what i'm talking about does that make okay. sense 
Well, I, I would like it to. <laughs> I would love for that to be the case. There's like, there's something I've been having a hard time to define, which is like, there's like a, there is like a, there's like a toxic fanboy element that on, and mm. on one end of it that okay. totally sucks. There's also mm-hmm. a, there's another thing that happens, which is like, you know, like, okay, so. This is an example of what I'm talking about. I was hanging out with my friends. We were talking about it was like my brother and some of my friends and we you know, we were talking about nerd, right? Okay. Um and this dude who was sitting alone, doesn't matter that he was sitting alone, that it just happened to be the case. Uh this dude like heard, you know, Wolverine get tossed out or whatever and mm-hmm. Then he like comes over and proceeds to talk to us for the next couple of hours. But in that like, whoa! <laughs> in in that like fanatic like everything that is, I love everything that's ever been made. You know, like I I don't have gotcha. any room for criticism of anything. It's a fanaticism huh. that I don't connect with. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't but like I, the idea that a fiction. Like treating it, I think you see that a lot with Harry Potter. There's even, sure. uh, and this isn't exactly what they're doing with it, but like it's crazy that it exists. There's a podcast about Harry Potter called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, where uh-huh. they literally read Harry Potter as a sacred text using, they're both theology students. Whoa. So they're like trying to glean like the, the underpinning teachings of. Harry Potter by reading it like you would read a sec- like a sacred text. Well, like what are the so that's yeah. the thing is that I, I used to think like oh these these people treat it like religion and I don't but that's not true like I think I maybe even treat it more like religion in a lot of ways because like I, you know I want to actively be making this kind of stuff right yeah so is that it's the a- difference like the the makers and the consumers I don't think that's the only difference maybe maybe if it's like if you if you're not taking it from like as if you like to make things like like you like writing things like write you write scripts and you know stories and do art things all the time make film yeah when you start doing that and you start watching things i feel like you take a step back from the just full immersive presence of it and there's uh-huh. always that little part of your head running through of like why is this working how is this working what is this like like, how did they do this? That that's, that's sort of a thing. Okay, so that's that's interesting because that's like – so there's a – okay, so it's like the difference between a religion and a cult <laughs> where like a religion yeah. – a religion, you are – you're still interpreting the word, Right. You're still like, yeah, I feel like you, trying you to understand like a, and interpret the word, and the cult. You are just taking it literally and hardlining to whatever you yes, take. Yes, exactly. Like whatever is said that is totally is the like difference. Divine truth. So you you approach it more like like rab like rabbinical school. Sure. <laughs> you look at these texts and are kind of you talk about it with people. This sounds you kind of pick, so you pick it apart together. God, pretentious. 
Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, you're just like, when you're looking at Batman, it's you and a bunch of other bearded guys, like, passing yeah. around the Batman and being like, well, did you notice that the art style is reminiscent of this previous art It's style? not like... I if that's an illusion or a nod to it. It's and not like, like well, be know. the Batman, live the Batman, we yes. are it's the not Batman. Like you just, yeah, brand the bat symbol on your arm and just say, like, Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, you know? Wayne, Wayne, Wayne! Yeah. <laughs> there is a big cult vibe to it. That's true. It's like if you get deep enough into the culture, you'll find the hardliners, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I mean, I guess like to take that a step further, then you have, I mean, that basically, that that basically in that context, James Cameron is a god. Your words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My words. <laughs> <laughs> Well, or yeah, Lucas, he loves you know? it. He loves it. Well, here, but then there's the the flip of that, where it's like these guys loved the stuff so much that they learned the whole craft and then like like yes. remixed it all together to make something new that is technically a new thing. Like it has all these elements, but like because it has characters that haven't been named before. Mm-hmm. You know, and alien race names and planet names that haven't been named before. Technically, it's a new thing. But aren't we just coming up to the point that, like, basically, like, the human mind can only take in what it's had before and remix and remix and remix? Like, I don't know. Like, that, oh, this this is kind of a weird veering okay. thing. But it's like, I just... I'm interested in how new thing, like a new concept, like a mathematical concept or something, or uh-huh. some something that didn't already exist. How are we discovering new things? Because it looks like every human life is basically just rediscovering what previous generations discovered. And you spend your whole life kind of doing that. Like you live and are learning what happened before and maybe building off of these old ideas. But those big quantum leaps, well, like... A mathematical principle or formula or whatever is is different than what's happening culturally because I w- you would argue that it's 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 always you're discovering it, not inventing it. It's always been there. It's always been laced into mm. the fabric of the universe. You know, like it's a that's a, fair, yeah, yeah. And then you're just revealing it. Whereas, like with with culture, we we're sort of generating stuff, but I. But but not real. I mean, I think we kind of stopped doing that a long time ago. We've just been recycling it, and that's okay. That's how like a culture mutates, um, like that's as really as a culture in a petri dish does. And uh, I read, I was reading this art critic a while back, um, who basically like he his a lot of his angle on things is is how um, there's not really anything new, but it's like it's our tastes which. Uh, draw us to things it's there's not really like a this mm. is good or this is bad it's just our our taste our certain flavor that pulls us to things but he basically was just like the last new thing that i that i saw that i've experienced was break dancing oh which i yeah, thought was really interesting. interesting yeah yeah and even then it's like dance like that's a that's a perfect example like dance has always been around like all these yeah. different disparate character like uh cultures 
all around the world spontaneously develop their own flavor of dance, their own flavor of music, their own flavor of stories. And like, but all those things are there. So it's like, it's, it's almost like this, these recycling fictions, recycling myths, stories, uh-huh. making them. Oh, I was even reading a thing about Hinduism where in old Hindu stories, they don't care about when something actually historically happened. There's kind of this story, and then they would just, every new king that would come around, they would update this parable with like the name of that huh. king because then it makes it relevant to the culture because it's really about the parable that's being told. They just would modernize it. So it's really hard to pin down the origins of some of these Hindu texts and stories because they didn't care about linear time the way that Abrahamic religions cared about linear time. They thought of it as a big cycle. So it's like they literally are just recycling the same stories and just putting new names and things into it. It's a... yeah. Oh, man. I think that's it's like it it's all it's all cyclical. Yeah. Um <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, man. Good night, Andrew. Good night, Zach. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs>I just thought of something pretty funny. Okay. So that guy, um, that guy who came up to us that night and just like talked to my brother and I and our friends for a really long time. Wolverine guy. uh, I just realized like one of the last things I said to him was like, hey, like here's the link to my podcast. Oh shit. Hey Wolverine guy. Hope you're listening. Tell us to fuck off at Zandrew at <laughs> fan.fiction.show. Oh, man.